0: Welcome to the Church
1: Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve
0: Lacey and Phil Thompson. And hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast, and uh, my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, good to be with you today. How are you doing? Doing great. All right. It is
2: great. an unusually cool day in Tucson. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is it like seventy? I'm not sure. It's even
2: Hi today. was yeah, sixty nine, seventy. Wow. So yeah. that's for, unusual for late May. That is really weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Many times we're in the we're in the uh, triple digits by this time, but uh, I don't think anybody's complaining. So. Um, but, of course, we have friends up in Minnesota and different parts of the world listening to this, and so I'm sure uh, they would be happy to be here in Arizona, at least at, at this time and temperature. <laughs> Maybe not in the summer, but... All right, so enough of the weather forecast. This is, folks, the Church Solutions Podcast, and we do this every week, and this is like episode number 2,658. and uh, we stopped counting. It's not really. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's over four. Two oh four, I think. Yeah, right? I think yeah. that's it. And so we we're a tech company and we do uh, we work with churches, ministries. If this is your first time listening to us, uh, it's it's part of what we do. It's it's a it's a business, but it's also a ministry for us. It's a vision to help churches use technology, and and we specialize in streaming video, but we have mobile apps and we have church management stuff, and we also work with volunteers, and we also help pastors and senior pastors and and all sorts of different people, uh, because all of us who are on this podcast or who work with our company. We're all involved in churches and been involved in ministry for a long time. So that's kind of the background on what we do here and how we do that. But today, we have a special guest, right, Steve? We do. We have a special guest. Um,
2: One of the things that uh, we haven't covered yet, which is how to do audio
0: for live streaming. Yeah, we have, but it was probably three or four years ago, and we didn't have this guy on. Oh, okay. So who do we have today? Who's our special guest? So we have an old friend of ours, actually. Uh, his name is Mark Small, and, uh, and people obviously, if you're list- if you're watching the video part of this, you see Mark here in the in the in the video. But if you're listening audio, you you don't. But but Mark, uh, Mark, and all of us go back to the mid '90s or something where uh, uh, I first met. I think I met you then, Mark. Back then, and maybe I met you before, but. Mark's been around churches and ministries for years, and he does audio. He does audio for a live church, actually in in Tucson, Arizona, which is where Steve goes, and Mark has been doing uh, not just stuff, audio and mixing sound, not just for churches, but has helped uh, some some bands and been involved behind the scenes in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's not just a guy that mixes stuff, but he's also in some ways a sound engineer, I guess. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff, wiring stuff and setting things up behind the scenes. And it's just a pleasure to have you on here, Mark. How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm doing Quite well, thank you, Phil, and thank you for the introduction. Yes, uh, you, you're right. I uh, have been involved in churches, and I don't remember when we met—many, many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah. and uh, so I think I used to yell at when I used to lead music. I think I would stand on the stage and yell at you or something when you were missing sound. I think that's how we got started. But uh, <laughs> I do remember um,
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I remember
2: one of my first experiences with you, Mark. We were climbing in the rafters over the sanctuary trying to put an antenna in because we were going to do a Super Bowl party at the church Right, right. Exactly. many, many, many years ago. Yes. Yeah. So. That was
0: illegal, wasn't it? Was it uh, that? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> we're putting antennas up.
1: If it was more than seven years ago, I'll admit to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a while back.
0: Well, the, the reason we, we have a lot of fun with Mark and, and the reason – we you have Mark on is because, as Steve said, we're, we're, we're going to talk about mixing audio with streaming video. So we talk a lot about streaming video because that's kind of our forte, but we get a lot of questions about, okay, how do I mix my audio? How does it all work? And uh, so let's just jump in here and just fire some questions off to Mark here. Uh, I've got some notes. Steve, you have some notes. But right. um, one of the things... Go ahead, Steve. I'll let I you. was just I mean, we get a lot of questions, like you said, you know, and we say, well, how, how hard is
2: it to stream? And they say, well, you just need a camera an Internet connection and a computer. And they go, well, what about the sound? And we said, well, you know, a lot of churches will just take a feed off the soundboard in the sanctuary and feed it right to the live stream feed. So but if you if you want to kind of move and you can do that, I mean, that yes. you, but if you want to move up a level, the mix for the house I think is going to be very different than the mix for the web. Right. So we got Mark here to explain or answer questions about let's just say I'm a church that I'm I'm currently taking my, you know, I've got the feed that's coming off the soundboard that's in the house and it's going over to my encoding computer. But I noticed that, well, what am I gonna notice? I'm probably gonna notice that there's there's no bass, right? Or So how would I, what's the next step? How do we, how do you go from that to um, getting a separate mix for the, you know, what's involved? What's it cost? What do you need? How, How would we do that, Mark?
1: Right, Um, you're exactly right. If you just take a house feed and feed it into streaming, there's gonna be uh, some differences between it. Um, Number one, we have a lot of acoustic sound coming off the stage. For instance, uh, at Alive, we've resisted a electronic drum kit. We use acoustic drum kit. So in the house, we're gonna have a a override of, of drums in the house, but online. You would not hear them very well because we don't mix them in the audio or the sound system in the house at all. So as we move into that, there's a couple different ways. The way we started out is we have drops from the stage and we would deliver them to a board in the sanctuary and a board in the media room, being the streaming room in the back. And that would be a patch bay and we had isolators, transformers and stuff. Since then, we've moved up to a different style Delivery to the back room. Uh, the whole stage is delivered to my console in the desk in the auditorium. And then we digitally transport that via Dante networking to the back room. So every channel I have delivered to my desk is paralleled to a separate individual mixer in the back.
2: Via Dante. Dante. Dante? what is Is that like Dante's Inferno
0: or something?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a digital type protocol that is quite robust, very cheap. Um, The licensing is um, minimal. There's multiple factions we can do on it. We can install a program on a PC and um, deliver audio from YouTube or anything via a network wire into a, a gigahertz router or switch and then deliver it to any dante card so what we've done in our sanctuary we're using um of course we're using x32 uh, behringer and i kind of laugh at that because behringer is probably taking the church market because of the price it's a great board for the price we get 32 channels and they're running under two thousand dollars now all digitally uh, enhanced and and etc but if we put a Dante card in that Dante card runs about 350 400 and then uh, we would drop all the audio right on to the network and um, and then it can be pulled off anywhere in the network and delivered via network wire and uh, it will transport all 32 channels from uh, from there. And I think it's limited about 512 channels, way beyond the capabilities we'd ever need. And we're a medium-sized church.
2: So let me make sure I understand here. So we're talking this Dante board that that goes into the soundboard that's in the house. And Mm -hmm. then for us, we've got the same board that's mixing for the web. So do you need another Dante board on the receiving end? Correct. Okay. And so then you run what, Ethernet between the two?
1: That is correct. Uh, Cat five okay. e being the okay. standard networking wire.
2: Okay, and so um, I can kind of get a visual for the setup. Before then, we were uh, going directly from the stage, and one set of wires were going to the house sound, and another the set were going to a different mixer. Is that right?
1: right um what some churches try to do is a y cable which would be a connecting both of them to the same input sometimes you'll run into problems with that because you'll have ground loops or ground faults in other words two grounding um areas your your our streaming room is on different set of electrical than our stage and our desk up front so i had to deal with a lot of grounding issues Because um, when we built our building, they didn't involve an engineer. So it ended up being what most churches are, thrown together by this piece, this piece added together. And uh, that can be disastrous as far as hums and buzzes and all your equipment. So as we would hook equipment together to the back room, I would run through uh, direct inject boxes or DIs um, if you ever played hooked up a guitar, you'll know what that is, Um, that would isolate one piece of equipment from another one and help eliminate the buzz. So we stepped from that right into basically a 32-channel DI, which is nothing more than a patch board with transformers in it, which did not pass the ground from one piece of equipment to another. It looked
0: uh, looked like those old days when people were operators, you know, uh, exactly. Unplugging, unplugging the cable and plugging the cable in here. It looked like, uh, it looked like Lily Tomlin or something plugging and unplugging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You're showing your age, Phil. But yeah, that, <laughs> that would be a great uh, example of that. And what it does is it isolates each set of equipment from the other ones, so we don't have ground buzzes and, right. and stuff like that.
2: Okay. So. But our setup right now, as I, as you explained it to us, so the, so there's, we've got another sound guy, another guy driving the, the sound for the web and he's not going to benefit from the mix in the house, right? Or is he, will he change the mix that comes from the house or does he, he mix from scratch for, for the web?
1: What he will get is, um, 32 direct inputs, like he's directly off the stage, Okay. although it it is a bearing on my board um my my initial gains are what drives his board so if i turn a gain up or down his will change okay. but other than that he's completely independent he has control of his mix the only place we kind of meet in the center is we do have some audio mics to pick up the audience so we hear the laughter and the cheers and the clapping and the and the coughs and the sneezes of course but that gives you some live feeling to the to the stream and that's the only place we cross over but that is still delivered through my board to his so he can bring it up or down at will does not affect the house mix at all anything he does
0: okay so uh Again, I, I, I want to just kind of revisit why you're doing this. And I understand the drums aren't, you know, the drums aren't electric drums. But but even if you had electric drums and you were feeding everything through that, what what people hear over the internet, it's different. It's compressed and changed. The the, the I don't know how to explain it. Maybe you can explain it better, Mark. But it's not going to sound, you know, the reason you're doing this and remixing this is because, Uh, there's a difference in in how the internet processes audio. Uh, Is that a good way to say it? I don't know.
1: That is, yes, that's a huge effect on it. Um, The main effect we get is the acoustics of the room. Um, I would say that the room is very forgiving. You can take an engineer that mixes in a live setting in a room and you put them on uh, streaming, and it'll take them a while to get used to it because streaming is akin or just like studio mixing so it's um, much harder to do Um, for instance I could take and mix a a, a weekend in our chapel and move to this to the uh, streaming mix and in the chapel I'd say oh yeah they've done a great job everybody was pretty much on key once you go into the streaming world Uh, you'll hear that there was some people off key and some things you need to change pitch. Yeah, exactly. You need to change it a little bit. It's just like going from live setting to a studio Uh or in the studio, you will hear hear everything.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I like that. That's good.
1: And in fact, as the years I've run, run sound, I'll get a artist says, Oh, I want a recording of myself. And I want to listen to myself. And I have to tell them this can be brutal this is not what it's <laughs> going to sound like in the house yeah. it is much different it is true you're gonna hear things you don't hear in the house because they are covered up by the acoustics of the room and the drum mix overriding and in the basses right. you know we in it's a um, in our houses today we're we're bass heavy on everything everybody wants to hear the thump and and that and that covers up a lot of the, the mistakes the voices mm-hmm. are gonna make
2: uh, so it's true. so what is it um i think we typically get guys that are have used to mixing the for the house and put them on the web board right is there is there a skill set that carries over or do you need it sounds to me like you need the more senior person you should be back there on the web
0: sounds like if the house is more forgiving mark always was the best guy i mean i remember when i was on staff I mean, kudos to you, Mark. You, you were always I think the best guy at mixing the web, missing, mixing the church online, the streaming deal. I we always
1: felt that way. Okay, well thank you, Phil. Yeah. Um a lot of the skills travel over. You just need a more critical ear and uh, experience. It just <laughs> okay. takes some experience. And right. um and that takes reviewing the files after you've done them, the recording. Another thing you'll notice, too, is we do have outputs on the board. So, I have a set of uh, monitor speakers there, and I can listen to those. They're probably what I call medium-range monitor speakers. Compared to a house (laughs) setup, they're probably upper end until you get into the very expensive. I mean, there's houses that have thousands of dollars in audio. but um, So, we mix on the on the uh, studio monitors, but the way that translates into the web, we also listen to the web because you can make a change on the board and think, oh, that really sounded good, and then go to the web mix and listen to it and go, well, that didn't actually end up the way I thought it (laughs) was supposed to.
2: Yeah so people are going to be listening on a variety of devices right they're going some are going to be on their phones some are going to be on tablets some are be on computers some are going to have some really good speakers and some are going to have some really crummy speakers so how how do you address that i know that that we that when you talk about a switch between the web and the board there's you're actually listening to the web through a computer or how does that work
1: Right. We have a computer setting there next to it, and we switch back and forth. Uh, He can pull the sound right off the desk, which would be the mix going into the (coughs) encoder. And then we have a PC setting next to it that's running a streaming site. And then we switch over to that, and we can listen through the same set of speakers. But now we're listening to the house. And that can be problematic in itself because it's 45 seconds behind. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I get a, a sound guy listening and concentrating on the web, he might miss a cue when somebody steps up to speak or something like that. So that has also been a concern, and it's happened quite often. It's even happened to me because I'll be listening to the streaming. It's 45 seconds behind. I'm going, well, I got a, you know, I got half a minute before this song ends, and I look <laughs> and in uh, the live streaming there's somebody standing on stage with a muted mic. Of course, it's only muted on the web, but it is a mistake you can make. And uh, and uh, comparing the two, yes, I can listen to it on an iPhone, uh, say the music mix is most critical, and um, say, well, there isn't quite enough bass in it. And then I go to the other speakers and I go, well, the bass is almost overdriven or too much. So that's where experience comes into play. You need to listen to those files every week on two different devices. One with lots of base capacity, and the other one with an iPhone or something like that.
2: Okay, so um, so you talk about recording. You're recording the file that's coming out. So one thing I wanted to jump in here. You talked about the delay. So you you know, actually listen to it on the web. The the broadcast is thirty to sixty seconds behind. we can we kind of thank Apple for that actually because <laughs> the uh, the we, we used to have a system that was only eight seconds behind but it was primarily a flash based um, video mm-hmm. delivery and so the delay was much less but uh, the standard that Apple promoted got is the de facto standard now and their inherent in it is it's got to be at least thirty to sixty seconds behind just by the way that technology works so. We can right. thank Apple for that. So it makes it makes your life tougher. Fortunately, it's only that far behind. So, right. so as um, as we have a, a bunch of different devices, is there one that you try to? Or do you you know? Let's say I've got my iPhone mixed. You just talked about it. But, you know, my iPhone and my and the web. Do I try to split the difference, or do I try to optimize for one, or do you know what's the it's a best, <laughs> best practice there.
1: It's kind of an ongoing discussion always at church which one we're mixing to because mm-hmm. it, who has the most what out there? So we try to hit a happy medium and uh, that's that's pretty hard to do because yeah. you also have people on iPhone that are listening on a headset and that right. changes everything there.
2: Oh, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah that's right. so we talked about you know our setup, which you obviously have the most experience with. If I'm I'm that church that's getting the sound for the web right off the soundboard right now, and I wanted to you know start making this move to mix separately, what's a what's a low end cost number versus medium versus high? Do you have any idea just regarding just to equipment and stuff?
1: Well, we would need a second soundboard, and of course those can run. Anywhere from a couple hundred to um, a fully equipped um, AVID board is 150000 I think. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> somewhere in between. That's, that's chunk change. So,
2: yeah, somewhere between $100 <laughs> and $150,000.
1: Yeah. Like I said, most churches have landed on the X32, a very good board for the price. And that's $2,000 for a new one.
0: Okay. What? What if you uh, let me ask you this, uh, Mark? Uh, you know, like there's a lot of these couple hundred dollar three-channel, three channel, three three channel mixers. those little ones. I, I think I, I stole one from Mike Gray and I still have it, and that's what we use around here. Uh, if you came out, if you took a feed coming out of your 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 soundboard, and you you put a feed into that with two or three channels, I mean that would be better than a sharp stick in the eye, right? You 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 could maybe dial it in a little better.
1: Without- Absolutely. Absolutely. You could use some of the auxes off your board at the same ones you use send to the monitor mix and separate the voices out from the instruments from the drums right. and uh that would definitely be a step up and be the cheapest way to go.
0: Yeah. So you could start with something fairly reasonable I mean, because you know we have for our customers, we have people that are just starting as well as people that have been around for a long time. But I, I like to kind of always gravitate to, towards the newer people that have maybe not done a lot of streaming and like, hey, how can we get in this, get started, and yet put something out that's fairly decent right. and then maybe right. down the road away's, ways, you know, upgrade some.
1: Right, so, right. So. Um, What we want to try not to do is work ourselves into a corner. <laughs> I have a very good friend who... um started buying in ear monitors for a church, and he's worked himself into a lot of very cheap wireless that he's at the at the end of it, and he can't step into the next without replacing the whole thing, so you want to be careful of that that you research it that you're not going to start buying incremental and get this set of equipment that can't be used to the next step beyond that right. too. that's
0: a good yeah. point it's a really good point, yeah
1: so yeah and Something I didn't say, guys, is is I'm open to helping any church and anybody anywhere with any amount of help I can give. I do some limited travel in the four-state area, and it is possible I could get by or help at any time. Please feel free to give my email out, my phone number, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of my ministry is -hmm. to help smaller churches.
0: Absolutely. We will do that. Absolutely. Yeah, Steve, we, we've else?
2: actually done that. So yeah, we, yeah, we have. Uh, yes. I, you know, I tell the story of somebody that had problems with their soundboard and um, had a volunteer, and Mark was trying to work with him for a while. And anyway, so he was, it was, it was quite the, the story. But yeah, Mark's got the heart for serving ministries, and he's, yeah. you know, uh, we have used him. So if you're out there and you want some help, Mark would love to help you out. So you mentioned something earlier that I might have kind of missed. Um, you were, you know, Phil was talking about taking another inexpensive board and plugging it into your existing board. And I thought I heard you say there might be a way to take a set of channels off of your existing board and dedicate those to the web mix so that you could take, you could mix on the same board. Is that possible?
1: Um, that is possible. Um, it kind of divides the person's time. If you mix right off into an ox group off your board, it takes the house guy's attention away from the house mix. Right. And right. many of these churches, as in ours, they feel that the house mix is as important, if not a little more, than the the online depending on the amount of people you have but if you're just getting into streaming your health mix may be the more important one and a lot of times these guys are you know have not had the experience they're thrown right in because they want to have they have a heart of serving yeah okay, you can do sound. And mm-hmm. it it's, can be quite complicated and dividing their time between a second one will frustrate them, will get them in trouble because there are people even today that will say, hey, you know, you didn't do that right, you didn't mix it right. And, uh, and if you uh, listen to everybody like that, you can get very discouraged. And a lot of times your newer volunteers will face that immediately up front. Yeah. So, um, that's a telephone going off. If you can hear it in the background.
0: <laughs> well, we're, we're we're pretty much out of time here, and I know we we covered a lot of stuff. So, uh, if you would like to get a hold of Mark, probably the best way to do that would just send just send us an email. We're we're a support. At streamingchurch.tv, and we'll forward it on to Mark Small. Uh, he's a great guy. He'll do what he can to help you. He's a busy guy, but he will certainly do his best to give you some advice and, and help you in any way he can. So, uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of the ways you can get a hold of us. So, so we're out of time, guys. Mark, I really do appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us today. It's, I think today's your day off. Is it? Is it an
1: off day for you? Uh, no, it's an office day. Thus, the oh. phone calls you heard oh. coming in. I'll need to re- <laughs> return air. those
0: and get back to it. Yeah, yeah. So we're taken away from you already. All right. Well, good. That's okay. All right. Well, we appreciate it. We'll have you back on again sometime too. Maybe we can talk
1: about it Super. Something. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to. And let me just say there's some resources out there that if you uh, hit me up, I can share them with you. There are other bona fide documented sound guys who have degrees that are willing to help churches and are very helpful, the guys I go to, and I'll share those links with anybody that wants them.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. That guy is Steve Lacey. Uh, we've been talking with Mark Small, who's the uh, sound tech at a live church in Tucson, Arizona. I'm Phil Thompson. Folks, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today on the Church Solutions podcast. We sure appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions podcast. Have yourself a great day. Take care.